I'm good, man. How are you? I'm recording. I'd be great. So let's just get started then. Are you, you're like, you're, like, you're wearing a sweater? Is that a sweater? It's like a cardigan, yeah. Where are yeah. you? In Dubai. You're wearing a cardigan in Dubai. Well, it's cool at night. You know, it's like <laughs> nighttime here. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know if all of your Toronto friends have been messaging you or if you've been following... Like yeah, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. <laughs> a friend of mine, Fuad, posted something on Facebook. He's like, I want to see everyone's patio furniture right now. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah. You, you cannot see the patio furniture. Uh, my car, my literally, I know I have a small car. I have a Prius, a small car. It is literally Great. under snow. Oh it's, it's hilarious. You can't just see, you open the door and you just laugh. It's, it's, you can't help but just laugh. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's man. winter. Like, when, I mean, it's funny. It's funny how we're always like, you know, when in Canada, you're like, oh my god, it's so cold, it's snowing. You're like, yeah, it's it's, it's January. Like this, like this is what is expected. <laughs> it, it'd be weird if it was like twenty degrees or something, you know, or you know, yes. it'd be weird. Then you'd be like, what's happening? This is it's expected. There's snow, a lot of snow. Every year it happens, and every yeah. year we're like, "Oh my God, what is this?" <laughs> Remember that CBC short they did uh, years ago? It must be I don't know, fifteen years, maybe twenty years old, where it's like snow in Toronto, and it's I think it's uh, twenty-two minutes that that CBC CBC show that they have. Oh, this hour, this hour, twenty-two yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes, and you yeah. got Rick Mercer saying, "And I took my isotoner." And I wiped off the snow. <laughs> right, 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 right. Those are those are hilarious, uh, hilarious videos. How are things in Dubai? Um, yeah, good, man. Like, I mean, you know, my, I'm staying with my sister, so I'm just visiting her. And I just haven't gone back. You're just escaping um, what we have here. Yeah, like I I came here to visit, and then uh, everything that I'm doing, I'm able to work virtually. That's good. And. Um, that I split my time between Toronto and LA and there's, there's no real, but I don't have like a, a place. So when the pandemic hit, I threw all my stuff in a locker and so all my stuff's in a locker in Los Angeles. I went back home to Toronto. So I don't really have my own space. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so, so being here, I mean, it's great. And just to hang out with my sister is awesome as well. I, I don't, I, I don't get the chance to spend this time with her. So your sister moves to California. That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm like living life through the both of you. You golfing in, in Dubai and my yeah. sister working under palm trees in her backyard. That's good. That, you got to go visit her, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're yeah. there. I'm literally just like, you know, just going and just spending like the summer there or the winter there, just seeing if, if my work will allow me to be that remote. You know, there's one thing about working from home when you're in Toronto, but being able to go to the office if you're if you're really needed to, versus working from home in California. <laughs> I haven't I, I haven't needed to, but like the longer this goes, it's like okay, now's the ending. So I I can't go. You know, now's the ending. Right, 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 right. I see what you're saying. I mean, look, I'm looking at palm trees right now, and you could be looking at palm trees right now. I'm just saying. I could be. And we both have sisters who have access to palm trees. That I'm is so true. <laughs> well good for you <laughs> that is awesome man so things have been things have been good for you we haven't spoken in a while yeah bro things have been um yeah 
Um, yeah, things have been, things have been <laughs> good. I mean, I guess I guess we spoke before the pandemic, so obviously lots of yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, I mean, the last time the 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 last time you were on here, which was the first time you were on here, um, I think you we were in the last season of Saving Hope, right? So we just, oh, we just, so right. It seems like a long time like, ago, like a long time ago. That years. was. Yeah, I think so. That's like yeah, probably five years, maybe. Yeah, a little bit longer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yes. What's your question? Like, what am I doing work-wise since then? <laughs> since then, no, I mean, I you've, been, you, uh, you've been doing a lot, I know. Um, but actually, I mean, how? I know yeah. you. You know, you just said that. You know, you you packed up your stuff in LA, threw it in a locker, uh, came back to Toronto. Um, you're you're now yeah. in Dubai. You know, since since throwing everything in your locker. Um, I know you have worked, and we'll obviously talk about a couple of the stuff that you've done. Um, but how how have you been otherwise? Um, good. Um, uh, you know, good. Uh, really good. The, the, um, the pandemic was obviously very challenging work-wise. Uh, the entertainment industry, especially in the very beginning, took a, a real a big hit. Yeah. Uh, because it took a very collaborative it's a collaborative um, art form, you know. Uh, so it, it took a it took a long time to to, to get that going. The the beauty of and 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 there was people like we had like you know like family friends and and people who had some you know who, who lost you yeah. know we've lost some people. Uh, so that 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 stuff is like awful. Um, and then on top of that, we lost people who are not due to COVID, but then you couldn't, you couldn't, um, you couldn't um, commemorate their, their passing. Like you couldn't, we couldn't go to the funeral. I mean, all these, you know, yeah. and that stuff, that stuff, that stuff was probably, that was really, really difficult. Um, but um, for me, coming home was a gift. Like I mm. don't think I spent that much amount of time with my mom and dad in like, like, I don't know, like, years and years and yeah. um so i i for the first time look at mom and dad as like uh, you know people and i'm like yeah pretty cool people like i like them they're, like, <laughs> like, I, they're pretty cool you know like I, and I, as and, we get and, older right <laughs> yeah like there's this it's true as we get but then there's also this sort of like i'm spending all my time with them and i want to spend my time with them you know like there was like um i don't know it was just great like just cooking with them and praying with them and um and, and like even like I, I started writing a lot, okay. um, and my dad, my dad, you know, was always like working. He used to always work. Would never like he was never really in, he was in, not really involved uh, like growing up. He was always like away, and he was sure. sort of like when he was involved, it was like it was just a critique, and then he left. But this is like the first time where he kind of just would sit down in my little like I had created a little, a little creative space, like my little creative office. He would just sit down and hang out and be like, "Hi, right, son." read the first three scenes to me and I'll be like reading, <laughs> reading the script to him. And then he'll give me like notes or he'll like really good notes, by the way, like very good, sharp notes. Like that's a good point, dad. Or just like, just would just want to hang out and just hang out, which would, this would never, which would never happen. It just has never happened. Yeah. So stuff like that, I, I, I don't take that for granted at all. Uh, so despite all the tragedies and the hardships sure. uh, that have happened during COVID, this, to me, it's probably one of the best things that could have happened. Wow. So what are you writing? Yeah. Can you tell us yet? Yeah. So I've got um, 
yeah, I've got a couple of TV shows that I'm just trying to uh, put, put up, take off, take off the ground. Nothing's really, there's nothing really to report yet. Yeah. Um, you know, I've partnered with some really, with some really good, uh, talented companies, um, okay. like people really work and, um, and we're just trying to, we're shaping them up and, and then, you know, hopefully getting them out there. And then we can do another podcast when that comes out. Yeah. God well, is it, then, is it, I mean, with, with all of the, you know, we like decades ago used to be met all of these channels. Now it's all of these streaming services. It's, it just yeah. seems that, you know, every decade it, there's just more opportunities to, to put your art out, whether it is, you know, through, through a YouTube or a TikTok or, or whether it is on, you know, a, a Netflix or, or a Crave here in Canada, um, you know, or on, on Prime. Is it, is it easier? Is it, is it harder? Are there more opportunities? I just, I just don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, what the exact answer is. My, I suspect the answer is that it's the exact same. So, hmm. and, and I, and I say that because as you know, like streaming services, there's like, you would think now, oh my God, it's so easy to get a show made, but there's that many more people now in the pool trying to get their shows made. And while those people are trying to get their shows made, the, the larger, like, like people who have done some like incredible, who've accomplished some great things, movie stars, big producers, they're not getting their stuff made or seen in cinema. Like that middle budget cinema, that, that, that chunk of movies, those aren't getting made anymore. Yeah. And so now they're looking yeah. for space on streaming networks. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. so yeah. the competition, as much as that there's, there's a lot of space, I think the competition and to get your foot, all that kind of stuff in the door um, remains the same. That being said, I do think they are, there is finally mm -hmm. um, an interest and it's, I, we're nowhere near where it should be, but there is an interest and there is, um, yeah, there's just, there's just, I think maybe a curiosity for different voices, uh, different sure. points of view that, whether you're a person of color or you belong to some a marginalized group that is not necessarily represented in pop culture, that yeah. is getting that. I think I like to believe that we are headed in a direction where we're going to see more of that representation. So that is good, I would say. And I, I guess from that, uh, we're assuming that that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Like, 100%. Yeah, I think so. Like you think yeah. about the show Squid Game. Did you watch Squid Game? I haven't yet. No. <laughs> okay, no but, but but you've heard of it. You've heard sure, about Squid yeah, Game. Yeah, yeah. You know, juggernaut of a show that came out of South Korea. Um, it was like it took the world by storm, except you. It took the world <laughs> by storm. <laughs> no, but I mean, listen, this show, it, it, I, I, if it wasn't for a streaming network, if it wasn't for, yeah, if it wasn't for. I just don't think we would have had access. We would not have been exposed to this type of storytelling. We just wouldn't have. And sure. it was great. It was great. And, and I also actually watched it with my mom. Okay. Um, we, and it's like a brutally violent, this is a brutally violent show, okay? Brutally violent. And my mom, it's like 80-year-old, you know, you, might, you know my mom, it's 80-year-old, like, <laughs> sweet lady. She's like, and, you know, she's reading like she's reading the text like how i'm reading the text like the subtitles yeah, yeah. and yeah, like she the her comprehension of the show was so spot on 
like when we were we would like analyze the show and i was like am i talking to like a tv critic here like it was so it was awesome and it was because we were both on the same playing field we don't we don't speak you know we don't speak korean so we were reading the english subtitles her and i and we were both experiencing this show together and it was just sort of like this new culture this new show together and yeah. i just don't think we would have had that say like even five years ago so i, didn't, I think it's, i think i do think it's better i do yeah. think it's better i think it's opening up new stories people from all over the world people are like accessing things even in dubai like the amount of like like they they, they love canadian tv here which is hilarious like I, i'm like oh, oh wow God, amazing but they're not they're not looking at it like how we look at it we're like okay this is our local tv this is american they're just like oh i saw this really cool canadian show i saw this really cool british show i saw you know what i mean it's just another yeah just they have access to it so what what, what tv shows are what canadian tv or cinema are they enjoying they're, they're really interested in um uh well i mean listen, a lot of them watch saving hope which is awesome so that's that's great that's very <laughs> exciting um but i mean new stuff and listen they all love schitt's creek but schitt's creek outside of schitt's creek uh which is like a huge um, a huge one. Um, stuff like Working Moms, Kim's Convenience, yeah. Bad Blood, which is another one, which I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a, a, a mob show out of Montreal. Um, and I'm like, that's great. That's like a show that airs on City TV, I think. It's like a Rogers property. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard that a couple of times too. I'm like, that's great. Like, it's just cool that yeah. that is in the conversation with other with other shows that that are, you know, that are American. Say. Yeah. I wanted to ask you this, as, you know, as, as someone who is um, on TV, on our screens, and, and has been, when you watch TV shows, are you watching, can you separate watching as, let me see how this was made? Like when you're watching a TV show or a movie, are you watching as someone who is in the industry or do you go as a consumer? Do you understand what I'm trying to ask? I'm trying to say, yeah, um, yeah. I know exactly what you. I know that. I know the question. I've also asked that question too. Oh, uh, yeah. When they so I understand the question, but it's yeah. a, it's an interesting thing to answer because um, you're watching it like both. Okay. You know? So there, there might be things that there might be things that I may there may be things that I may love that uh, like another another person may not, and it's because maybe I'm really interested in this. The way this person is acting, like that's like there's some there's some real interesting something really interesting happening here. I'm just attracted to watching what what's yeah. happening here, and I may be taken out of the story or something. Not taken out of the story, but I may be like I may be just really attracted to this thing, and I may have and I may love this project because of that. And the other person was like, yeah, but I just didn't like I didn't like X, Y, and Z, you know. Yeah. Um, um, and and the flip side is, uh, which probably happens more often than not, is like you start you just start seeing like. Um, a lot of the devices being used that like you just start like you, uh, you start I know being, why they're doing this. I know why they're doing I, I know that. I know why they're saying that. I know what's happening here. We're probably around this minute mark of the movie. Like and that that can get that can get frustrating. But <laughs> I think it just it just that it happens. It's not like I'm like, oh why can't it's not that it's just naturally it just by default happens. And the, you know, the longer you do something, the more you try to figure yeah figure something out. You know what I mean? Like someone wears a shirt I'm like, yeah, it's a great shirt, but like, you know, someone in fashion, you know, my sister's in fashion, both of them are, geez. Anyways, they might be like, ah, I don't know, like the cut's this, the stitching is this. They might, they might pick something, whatever. I'm like, yeah, like, whatever. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it looks good and it feels comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
one of the things I love about uh, I love about what you do is is you you celebrate uh, your friends a lot and your family a lot, um, and I yeah. and I couldn't help but thinking so you know talking about you watching Squid Games with your mom, um, we watched uh, Peacemaker, the first three three yeah. episodes with Casimir, so like right. as a you know and yeah he's fifteen turning sixteen but. Your your uh, your your friend Rizwan is in the opening scene and Amazing. knocks it knocks it out of the park. Rizwan kills that scene. I've seen that scene like five times. I, I, it, I yeah, I text him. I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is so good. It this is, is so the good. best. It very is good. the best scene. Um, yeah, yeah, just uh, a a funny show, but I think that scene literally like brings people in and makes them stick. It's so, and it's him. I mean, it's he just it's, it's it's great writing, and he just delivers. Well, both the performances, like John Cena, like the way they play off of each other, is just yeah, it's just actually really good. Really, it's really hilarious. Good. Like I, I, I've never met him. I don't know him, but you know, I've seen his photos on Instagram. He posts photos with his family. There's a Kushali yeah. Mubarak photo, and you know, yeah. I've I've seen a, him and you chat on Friday Night Reflections. I think once maybe. Um, so it's just hilarious that scene is just even that much more funny. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's great. I, uh, I have nothing but great things to say about Riz and his whole family. I stay with them when I'm in LA. Like, yeah, he's just like family. Yeah, he's just he's awesome. Yeah, he, he, and that like, was and, uh, like a wonderful friend. Like you see how he is as like a like as as a as a family person. Like he's you know, and he's hilarious and he's very talented. Yeah. He's yeah, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when you, you know, a couple of things that you've done so far, and, and maybe you did this before, but I know uh, after uh, Saving Hope, you did some stuff with Soul Pepper Theater. Is that right? Was that after Saving Hope? Yeah. Do the timing right? That's right. No, I did something, yeah, in 2019, right before the pandemic. Yeah. Summer of 2019. Yeah, Soul Pepper Theater. Yeah. It was that... called Art. Okay. Outside of maybe stuff you did while you were still in school and, and coming up, was there a long time between you going on stage, like in theater live? Had that been a while? To go, so the last, so in terms of professional theater, um, you know, when I was, I was hosting Star, like I was like an entertainment, I was like an yeah. entertainment host. While I was hosting, you know, while I was on eTalk, the entertainment show, it's on eTalk. While I was on eTalk, I was in a play called 30 Dates. And it was kind of like a non-union kind of thing. So that was a little bit of theater. I did a lot of theater in high school. Yeah. A little bit of theater. This is my foray into acting now. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go do this. And that was it. Then I went into film and TV. And then I I, I did a play for the Factory Theater in 2018. Okay. So that was my first real professional theater credit. And then that got me this great role um, at Soul Pepper Theater for the play Art by Yasmina Reza. Okay, okay. What there's, yeah. there's, I'm sure there's different muscles that you need to use, different ways of thinking when you're performing for the camera and a director versus performing for both the, the first lot, person, yeah. you know, for you know, first row and, and the last row. How, yeah, what's, what's mean, the difference as, as an actor? You just need to make sure that you're heard, <laughs> essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're on camera, if the microphone's like right, it's like right here. It's like right. 
it's a quick, it's like very, it's very sensitive. Camera's right there. It's it's like it's sensitive, you know. Um, on stage, I, I I don't really. It's not like I become big or anything. I just want to make sure for me. Again, not that I'm some pro theater actor. <laughs> my experience, and I worked with some crazy veterans. These guys, I'll name drop them right now: Oliver Dennis and Diego Matamoros. Like they're like, Karim, they are legends. They are, I, I couldn't believe I'm on stage with these guys. Yeah. Like they were like among the like they were there since day one, since the inception of Soul Pepper Theater, which is this great theater company in Canada. Um, I was just like watching them, absorbing them, taking everything that I could. But the only thing I wanted to do was make sure that like I was present for all the rehearsals, that I was there, worked my ass off, wanted to make sure I got things right. Um, and that I was just heard. I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to make sure that I am clear and I'm heard. And our director, Phil Aiken, also legendary, um, I just trusted him. I literally put all my faith and trust in Phil. Hmm. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, yes, no, can you hear me? You know, like, it was that. Is this okay? Is this not okay? I just, I just trusted him. Um, yeah, he, he, yeah, it was like one of the best experiences I've ever had, like, for sure. Like, nice. Three experiences, I would say. Perfect. And any plans to want to do that again or any plans to be doing that yeah, soon? Yeah, for sure. For sure I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's so fulfilling. It's like, it's like exciting. It's thrilling. It's like, there's nothing like it. Um, I would say, what would, what would equate, you know what equate to it would be like, like for me, it'd be like live, doing live television, like a live, like a live major event. Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, doing this indie, I did an indie film. What am I, actually, I'd love to talk to you about it. It's called Donkey Head. Yes, we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it right now. Movie. Uh, yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, it was, it was, it's as fulfilling. It's like, it's, there's a, is something about theater that's very holistic and very, and very much about the text. And it's not about the, it's not about how much money you're making. It's not about like, are people going to see me? It's like, it's like your ego is 100% left at the door. Not, and that's, and I say this, and I don't like to think I'm that type of actor anyways, that is thinking about the bottom line or, or numbers or anything. I just mean like, you're just so, everyone is, everyone on the team, everyone on the team is focused on, not ratings, they're just focused on, let's just get, let's just tell a good story. Now, I'm sure people are, I'm not an idiot, I get it, it's a business, they want to make sure there's, 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 there's people in the seats, I understand all that. I just meant that I was, I was sheltered from all of that, and it was more about, like, the work, really okay. about the work, and only about the work, and you dive into the work, and you're, like, in it, and you're, like, with this piece of, you're with just a piece of text, you know, with this like 90 page play or, you know, like this, like, this, you know, that's it. And you're yeah. just living and breathing. Whereas in television, you're living and breathing a script and then the script changes the next week. So you're living and breathing an entire series, but the entire series is ever evolving because new scripts are coming into your inbox every, you know, every week or so. You're like, oh, this is what's happening next month. This is what's happening the, the week after. It's like that. Whereas yeah. in the play and this movie, we're just like, that's all we're doing. That this is it, and we're living and breathing this. And you can't help but take it home. You can't help but like dream about it and think about it and fantasize about it. Like it just it just happens. Yeah. It's so immersive and amazing. It's amazing. It's like virtual reality. <laughs> it's awesome. When um I, I don't know if because I know this past TIFF, right, was when Donkey Head came out. So is Donkey that correct? Head, that's right. So, so Donkey Head we shot last year. 
like almost a year ago, like January, yeah, like probably like a 51 weeks ago, we shot this thing in Regina. Um, um, and it wasn't it wasn't done for TIFF. So we it premiered okay. at the TIFF Lightbox. It premiered at the TIFF Light, it, it premiered at the TIFF Lightbox as part of MISAF. So MISAF is the Mosaic International South Asian Film Festival. Okay. And Agam, who is the, listen to this, he's like the writer, she's the director, and is the star of this movie. So Agam, um, you know, wanted this movie to, you know, go to like big festivals and all that kind of stuff. But Array, which is Ava DuVernay's company, picked up the distribution for the movie. They picked up the distribution for the movie. So then Agam, along with her producers, Anand and Kelly, they're like, let's yank the film out of film festival contention. And I'm sure we got some rejections, but we also got some people who were saying like, yes, we want it. It was yes and no, but there wasn't like, let's not commit to anything. Let's yeah. pull it out. Now we have a distribution deal with Array. Let's do that. So MISAF have been supporters of like this, um, uh, the, the, the festival, like, uh, like the, the the founders of the festival, like Arshad and Anya, and like it's the whole team at at Nisa, they've been such supporters of South Asian cinema, South Asian storytelling, and in particular the journey of this film. Okay. And so they were like, "Is it okay if we do, if we premiere it?" And they did, and along with Telefilm, premiered it at the at the TIFF Lightbox. So it was like a very special premiere because it was like it was just a celebration of this movie and that was it okay and now it's now it's uh yeah now it premieres on now it'll, it'll go it goes to netflix so it'll be on january 21st yeah so it'll be on netflix in the u.s u.s uk australia new zealand yeah so that's the tip connection though i yeah i saw i saw i saw you talk about it huge when it when it was announced that it was coming on netflix um that's it. why why then. was it so special or why is it so special, this this film and this project? Uh, I think it's special for a lot. Like, I mean, there's a few reasons. Um, uh, personally, for me, it's special because um, to, to tell a South Asian story at this level, like, it's like, it, you know, the Deepa Mehta's executive producing it. It's a, it's a story about Canadians in the prairies and it's like it's just kind of like a movie that you would see that's made by like Noah Baumbach or Alexander Payne or like it's like that kind of movie mm -hmm. and you know it's like a female South Asian director making it and yeah. I'm just like I read the thing and I'm like I, I, I want to be part of it I want to be part of it so bad I just know I just know I want to be part of it and, and I was lucky enough to be part of it so that alone is very special. We talked about this a few times, like the cast and I were like, wow, how, how rare is it that, that we're, that, there's, there's, there's a few movies that are like that, but not a lot, like a hand, literally a handful of cards, like not a lot, yeah. um, that tell like this type of experience. Like you'd watch this, you're like, I can't, you, you relate to it. Like hmm. you relate to it on another level that you may not have realized when you watch this film, which I think is very, very, very cool. Uh -huh. That being said, it's also a very specific film. And the beauty about specificity is that the more specific you are, the more universal it is. So I had friends who are not South Asian watch the movie and were like, man, I just, I really thought about my family and I, you know, I got to call my dad. Like it was like very, 
a friend of mine lost his dad and it hit him really, uh, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a film about like our family and the loss of our father. So it's not, not really getting any way, but like sure. there was this element of, um, of, of, of this movie and, and people relate to it. But for, for you, for me, it's like it's a little deeper. And we don't get that. We don't, we don't get enough of that. It's also special because just to work alongside with like, you know, I, I took four siblings in this, in this thing. And I'm one of the siblings, you know, like I, they're like, they're like they feel like my siblings. <laughs> like, so I'm Darcy and Sandy Sidhu and uh, Stephen Lobo. These guys are like my, it's like my family now. And it's such, and it's because we're living, breathing this text during the pandemic. So we're only surrounded with each other yeah. for one month in minus like 40 degree weather in Regina. Like you're not going anywhere, you're just hanging out and you're just, you're being, you're being the people in the script and so much of ourselves are poured into it. And yeah, so that's why it was, it was that's why it was very special and um, for, for me, yeah. What, what does it mean when, you know, after the movie is made, you have someone like a, a, an Ava come along and said, I'm picking up this movie and, and going to help it. Uh, what, what does that mean for the film? What does it mean to you? Well, it means that the film has a chance to be seen. Like when you tell a story, you want to, you want people to hear your story. Sure. Yeah. You know, why else sure. you tell a story? You want to tell, that's a story to tell you. I want to tell you a story. You know, in this particular case, we want as many people to hear our story and watch our story. And someone like Ava, who's like a respectable filmmaker and producer, and he's just done remarkable things, for her to put her stamp on it, for her to take it on, um, A, I think it gives the film credibility. Um, she's, able to, she's able to open the doors for our film to go to Netflix um, in the US. Um, and, I, and, and I think it just means that the movie has the opportunity to be experienced by as many people as possible. And for me, I mean, I don't know, like if it does something for me professionally, it'd be amazing sure. if it does. Sure. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's, I just think it's like, I, I'm proud of it. I, 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 like I couldn't watch the film objectively, to be honest. Um, I could just take other people's word for it. They enjoyed it. But I just remember my experience, <laughs> experience making it was, yeah. it was like beautiful. Like it was beautiful. It was like a beautiful experience. And you know, I still think about it. And so it's like, you know, you know, you have a really cool time. Oh, that was a really good time or that was really meaningful. That was really special, this thing that happened. That's this movie for me. And um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that that experience that I've had will be, yeah. will be experienced by other people. Why, why, was it, why was it so different? Because you talked about, you know, <clears throat> making Donkey Head and performing on stage was very similar but then very different from other things that you've done. Cause you, you've, you've done TV shows, you've done stuff for the camera before. What made this experience with Donkey? Why, why was that so different than other things you've done for the camera? But again, at the, at the same time, very similar to stuff you've done on stage. Yeah. I think the, I think the similarity with the stuff on stage is that you're working with one piece of text. It's one piece of text and it's the, it's the beauty of being immersed in a story. It's just, you're immersed in it. Um, 
you know, it's like, it just, and, and also with like, with, with art, like that play, you know, we did a month of rehearsals and, and, and there's so much text and it was just the three of us on stage. It's like a three-hander. Oh, wow. But we're just, it's just us um, on, on stage. And there's a lot of words and we're just, you know, and, and emotionally for me, the play was heavy, you know, it's funny okay. for other people, heavy for me. <laughs> um, and so, and so that's like a, that it's, that stays with you. Like that experience is like, you really experience this thing. And the movie, similarly, this particular film, it's one text. We did actually have a rehearsal, which was cool, but we were together for a month, living, breathing this thing. And even though the way you shoot a movie is like, you know, you're doing a one or two scenes a day. It's not the whole movie a day. It's just that we were, I think it's part of it was the pandemic. Part of it was the weather. Uh, yeah. You know, we're just, now making a TV show, don't get me wrong. It's still special. Like every project I've done that about it now all has its own. Yeah. There's always something that something incredible that I've taken, taken from it. I just mean there was something similar about the immersive experience between the way we shot this movie and doing the play. Okay, interesting. Because I, you know, after a while, I, I I tend to understand. You know, in in movies, because they're they're always thanking. You know, you know, when someone wins an award, they're thanking yeah. the writers, they're thanking the directors, and I'm going, you know, but they want a best actor award. But then I I sort of remove myself and I say, okay, what are how do you actually make a movie? Uh, and and obviously I don't know the answer to that. But in my head, I'm thinking there's all these takes. And sometimes all you, all the actors focused on is that take and not the whole story together. So I was always curious about the experience of the actor, whether it's in a TV show or whether it's in a movie, how the experience of the actor is so vastly different than what the viewer is actually experiencing on a screen. Um, and, and you hear actors you know, talk about this when they talk about you know whether they they uh, have a viewing party to watch the uh, the first episode of a TV show, or whether they go to the opening of the movie. It's the first time they've seen it, and I'm thinking, well, you made it, so you have seen it. But I, I've started to realize, no, they haven't actually, because all they did was, you know, these parts, these separate parts yeah. in front of a yeah. camera. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm curious. So I, I guess that's also why I was asking you about the experience of making this movie was so different than anything you've done before. Yeah. Like I think, I think what you're describing, that is sort of the process of filmmaking. Yeah. Um, especially for an actor, like you're telling the full story, but you're like one small part of, of the story. Yeah. Like I created yeah. to like building a house, you know, there's the architect who did the design and then there's like the contractor who's like directing everybody on how to, how to make the design. As an actor, you're like, I'm going to add some color to this wall. Like you're the painter that's in, and you're yeah. going to add your touch. But really, I can't go sitting there like, I'm not, not going to knock the wall down. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to add my, my color. And if you like my painting, then you're going to hire me as a painter. And yeah. that's, 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 all, that's all. So I'm focused on this, this wall and this wall and this wall. And these three, five walls I'm going to work on. Yeah. Um, and that's it. But I'm unaware of the story you're making, just like a painter's aware of the house that they're painting in. Sure, they're aware. sure. Yeah. Um, um, so that's that's general. I would say that's that's how that's how I equate and be the profession too. Yeah, uh, like it's like contract work, really. Um, it is contract work. Um, but in terms of this movie, and and that I think the reason why it was it just it it was a little special is because 
it's like, like what I said earlier, like if um, A, it's the immersive experience, I think because of the pandemic and the weather and, and the idea of just being together and just like, we're just living, breathing this thing. And also we're telling a South Asian Canadian story. Mm-hmm. But just like the fact that we're telling a South Asian story in this particular way, it just makes it, uh, just, it just elevate, it just makes it, it just makes it, it's just rare. That's what it yeah. is. It's rare. So I haven't had that experience of working on like a, all South Asian uh, story at this level. I just haven't. And, yeah. uh, and I, hope, I hope to be in plenty more. I hope to make uh, plenty more. Like, yeah, I hope to be part of that, be a storyteller myself in that way. Uh, but at this point, I haven't. And so I think that's why I recognize that it was special and rare. Nice. You know? Donkey, coming on Netflix. Yeah, man. I don't know when it's going to come out in Canada. That's the thing. That's the only I'm not sure of. Yeah, it's supposed to go to Super Channel and then Prime, I think Amazon Prime. Okay, um, in Canada. Okay, good. But I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't have the detail. I, you know what? Don't even quote me on that. I don't have the detail. This is <laughs> yeah. totally wrong. I'd be like, actually, it's done yet. You're gonna premiere it on your podcast. Like, I don't know what. There that. you I don't go. Know what, I don't state, know. I don't know what the state state to the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find out then. So interestingly enough, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this, but you know, you go on IMBD and, and you can also find out stuff that hasn't happened yet. But you know, there because there's credits that, that have been written. Um, are you able to talk at all about stealing vows? Is that has has that happened? Is it happening? Or can yeah, you talk? So I, yeah, of course I can. Yeah, stealing vows uh, is done. So I just have a small part in this thing, and I'm I'm so happy to be part of it. Um, uh, the director, his name's Bobby Brown. Uh, he's a filmmaker, and him and Ali Hassan, comedian, who's coming Hassan on the podcast like in two days, two three days. No, talk to Ali about Stealing Bells. He like wrote this thing. He wrote this yeah. thing. Stars in it. Yeah, he's awesome. I just popped in, you know, jumped in for like a hot second. Um, and these guys are, are are just putting like are piecing it together, and it's like you know, like they're. It's like a, I think it's like a labor of love for, 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 for these guys. And so I don't know when it's coming up, to be honest, but, okay. um, but it's shot. Uh, but there's really great talent in it, and it's really fun. And uh, I, got, I saw a rough cut of it, and I was just like, this, this is cool. This is cool. But I haven't, like, I'm, like, I, I, Ali is the guy to talk to about that. Tell me some stuff, by the way. I will, yeah. I will. Um, tell me something about Ali. Just, just so I have some, like, like some... Uh, hey Ali, I heard about this about you. Is, is there any any insights you can give yeah. me? Ali knows where to get great pizza in Toronto. Great pizza in Toronto. Okay. If you ask Ali about great pizza, he's also you know he's like a funny comedian, and you should talk to him about um, you should talk to him about the Muslim experience and what that's you know like he'll oh yeah he's, he did a show um uh, about that so yeah i'll talk to him about that which i'm pretty sure you will but yeah talk to him about the pizza he took me we went to a pizza spot together and it was he was he chose it it was so yummy i will i will ask him about i mean he he has surprised so so um he's been on this pod this will be his third time Jeez, on the awesome. podcast so i can't remember Great. if i had him first or if i had him with dave Morhej when they because i saw their show the last show they did of um uh, that that uh, you know we are not terrorists uh, right. show which which was hilarious um, right. and so I had both of them on as well mm. <clears throat> but uh, he surprises me I mean his is uh, have you heard his podcast yet Ali's yeah doctor versus comedian 
Outdoors is comedian. No, I've only seen, I've heard about it. I've not, I haven't actually heard it. Yeah, he's definitely posted about it, and I've not, I've not actually heard it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's t- they, they've done a bunch of episodes about music, and he's like a, he's like a metalhead, um, which, which like shocked me. I thought it was the only one who, who was into, you know, like metal. hard rock and stuff. Hard rock, I'll do, yeah. Well, I'm talking like I death mean, metal. He's no, I mean, he's got stuff. Like, I got this book here I need to talk to him about nothing but a good time like this talks about like the the hair metal days hair metal. yeah got it yeah, yeah for sure know, cinderella and poison and tesla you know some of the same stuff that's in that's in that um the Def leopard yeah like Def leopard yeah, would be on the lower cool. side you know <laughs> i love that i'm a big guns and roses fan i love guns i think they're like i saw yeah. like in the toronto that was sick it was so great and he yeah. was um so the reason I went to the the Guns N' Roses concert I went to was because you had gone to it uh, oh God, the year so before. Good. So years oh, ago, right, right. back when Willardale was at George Vanny, like that many years ago, right? I had tickets to see Guns N' Roses. And right. I don't know what happened, but I think a family trip ended up happening that we went to England. So I had to sell all of my Guns N' Roses tickets. So then I never had gone to one. And then you'd always hear stories of Axl Rose just being a dick, you know, um, not coming to shows on time. And the show would start two hours late and said, you know, I said to myself, I don't want to experience that. And then you went to the show. uh, I don't know, five, six years ago, whenever it was. uh, And you just you raved about it. You said it's one of the best shows you've ever been to. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was. Yeah, so I ended up going to the the next time they came around and tried. So okay, who went to it? I got I got to go to it now. <laughs> what did you What did you think of the show? What did you think? It was very different. It was very different. I still don't know what to think about. It. I am happy and I'm glad that I went to a Guns okay. N' Roses show, but it was so different than any show because I'm used to shows. Have you ever seen July Talk in concert? You know this band July, July Talk. No. great toronto band um it's uh the 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 lead singers are, are, are a, a guy and a girl and they play off each other amazing and in concert in show it's it's literally like a show it is a, it's not just the music but it's the interaction with the band um you know it's the band talking with the crowd and i love those are the shows i love um I- and I didn't get that from Guns N' Roses. Um, oh, I see. Well, that's a, like a different, that's a different style of yeah. performance. It was, but yeah. it was great to, just to hear songs. You know, it was, it was just amazing. It was, well, it was, for me, it was like, am I really hearing the piano uh, from yeah. November Rain? Am I really yeah. hearing this live right now? That's what it was. Like, am I really hearing the guitar lick from Sweet Child of Mine? Like, you know, like, I get yeah. that song. is like, this but I'm just like, is that Slash actually playing it? Like that's that's what it was. I was like, am I really witnessing Slash play yeah. the the intro to Sweet Child of Mine? It was like that. I was like pinching myself. Yeah, I think it was more about yeah. that because it's just so iconic. So that that's that's why it was a great yeah. show for me. I think. Yeah, yeah, that show. Yeah, yeah. When you put it that, we sort of there was a lot of all the songs that came on, just memories of the first time you, know, you hear that. Like hearing this, like it's like that. It's kind of yeah. cool. 
Yeah. I remember, I th- I don't know if I was in grade nine or if I was in grade 10. So 1991. Did it come out in 91? No. 91 was Use Your Illusion. So this came out in the late 80s. Appetite and, for Discretion? Yeah, Appetite for Discretion, right? Appetite, so some, sometime 80, in the 80, 89, some of that, yeah. And, and I remember on a bus, either going to or coming back from a, uh, from a ski race, listening to that. So I think somebody had a CD player, maybe one of those old Sony CD, CD Walkmans, um, and just listening to it, I go, this is different. I haven't heard this before. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> Has, have you ever heard music that, that you listened to for the first time? And you said, okay, this is a different type. You know, this is this is different. This is special. And then years later, it's like an iconic album. Have you ever had those those types of experiences? Uh, I, I, yeah, 100% I have. I'm trying to think what, though. There's like a billion of them. I remember, like, uh, that's a good example. I can't even think of a good example. There's like a billion of them. I don't know. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Um, Pearl Jam. Uh, a lot of the music that I love. Prince and stuff like that. Like that, that they were like yeah. already established by the time I got got into it, right? Like yeah. even George Michael, like you know, I was like, um, but now I guess like I think when I first heard like I think when I first heard Kanye, oh yeah, like, okay, oh this is sure. like what's going on here? Like I remember like reading an article about him because uh, he was he was producing for Jay Z. That's how he first got started. It's like like it's like you know, early 2000s or something like that. I remember reading Rolling Stone magazine about it. I'm like, and then like hearing it, I'm like, whoa, it just felt a little like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I remember, so it wasn't my memory, but my uh, co-host on my music podcast, Greg, talks about going to see Red Hot Chili Peppers, his favorite band. Right. And uh, that that place, it's, um, it's a, I think it's still a CTV building, but the Masonic Temple, in Toronto? Yeah. Going to see them More there. And before Red Hot Chili Peppers comes on, um, there is, oh, oh my goodness, um, Smashing Pumpkins. But before Smashing Pumpkins comes on, there's an unknown band that comes on, and the lead singer is climbing the, the rafters and everything. A small little band out of Seattle called Pearl Jam that nobody had heard of before. And the lead singer had a, had a cast on his arm. That's crazy. And they, and Greg was there and he goes, he heard this and he goes, this is, this is going to, this changes music. And he, and he says the story of smashing pumpkins gets on and they got booed off stage after three songs. <laughs> no way. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, you know what? Yeah. One of my favorite friends that I thought, but they just never got the chance. They just had bad luck, and they consider them a one-hit wonder, but they're not a one-hit wonder. Is Blind Melon? Oh yeah, we Blind Melon is like I think they're so like they just got robbed. I mean, they're they're back. They're they're they've come back. They have like a uh, they have like a a great new lead singer. It's a guy named Travis uh, Warren. But um, but yeah, I, I remember when I first heard them, I was like, they're just so. They were just so different and so cool, and um, and uh, but but yeah, Shannon, who the lead singer, died early. Yeah, but I do remember thinking that 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 was one that I think could have gone could have gone for far. But yeah, man, this has been good, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome, man. For for doing yeah. this, 
We have to oh, hopefully oh. when things you know simmer down. You and I just don't speak when when there's a, a podcast to be recorded. I'm around, dude. I'm just like just hit. <laughs> you know what? You're right. No, I should hit you up soon. Yeah, but hey, say hi to your fam, say hi to your sister and parents and brother and everybody and you know. I will, man. Yeah, for sure. Is anything anything else you wanted to talk about? You is was there something you wanted to make sure that people know about what you're doing or? Oh, uh, <laughs> I think Donkey Head is the is the big one. I think Donkey Head. Um, that I think look out for that. Um, if you got kids, how old are you kids now? I just have one. He's fifteen, turning sixteen in March. But you have like no, but you've like you've got like decent. No, you might. Do you have like? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, Pfizer's kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old the cut? They're what five and three, something like that. Five and four, six and four. And Anise is Anise is he has because he have kids. Isaac is uh, eleven, turning thirty, something like that. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, so okay, here's what I think. So for the tweens, the teenage, the teenage, that there's a show called Utopia Falls, which is on CBC. Yes, of course. Yes. Watch that. My boy RT, it's his show. Um, I got um, a minute. Proud to be in it. One of the best friends. Uh, it's his show. It's awesome. It's like the birth of hip hop in the future. It's like the rediscovery of hip hop. I, mean, I think you dig it, dude. Seriously. Utopia but it's like, Falls. Yeah. Uh, for Pisces kids. Got to get them to watch Mira Royal Detective, which is on Disney Junior. Yeah, you've done voiceover stuff for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I play a bunch of characters on that. And so very proud of, of that as well. Yeah. So Utopia Falls, one, se- one season? Is it meant to be just a, a... Okay. I, I just got the one season and then I think that then everything happened. Like pandemic hit and everything kind of just fell through the flux. Archie's gone to do other great things since then. But it's such like a cool sci-fi concept. But like... The, the themes are really, you know, he talks about protests and he talks about like um, personal reflection and music and the importance of, and what hip hop, like the, what it, what it, you know, the meaning of it when it first started, why it came out. So it's like, it's, it's, it's that 200, 300 years from now. Interesting. Discovery. So they, these, these kids find the hip hop that we would have grown up with. Nice. In the, yeah, it's cool. Hey, so Seriously. You're buds with Jeff, right? Planes of Blaze in it. Pardon? You're buds with Jeff, Jeff Teravanian? Yeah. 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 Of course. He's in it. He's great in it. He's great. Yeah. Have you have you ever spoken to him about his past life as a rock star? No. Dude, dude. You won't be able to see this. Maybe you will. What are you talking about? What are you talking? Are you serious? Yeah, this is him here. I don't know if you'd be able to see that. Bro, we got a screen. I'm going to screenshot this right now. I can't see it though. Hang on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. You see it? Is that better? That's better. So, which one is he? He's this guy here. Okay. I'm gonna okay hold on. Hold yeah, on. Is that you? I got, I got, I got, I got something better for 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 you to show him. Hold on a second. Stay right there. I'm here, man. <laughs> this will play well on the podcast where there's like a. Okay, hey, I got screenshot this. Okay, hang on. Okay. You you notice him right there, right? 
Jack is a point about. That's not him. That's him. <laughs> Why do you talk? Is it? Okay, hold, hold it, hold it. But you got to be in the shot. <laughs> okay. Here you go. Let's. Okay. Oh my god! Yo, that's great. Yo, do you have an Instagram account or no? Is that I your, do. Your podcast, podcast is podcast. At at Kareem Kanji. Okay, got it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tag Jeff in this. I'm like, yo, man, is this you? Jeff will have <laughs> ask Jeff about stories, story, stories from his uh, his uh, his rock and roll days out of uh, out of Oshawa, maybe. No way. Yeah, that's awesome. He's great. You should talk to him. He's so. Do you talk to? I him? had him on. I had him on right before he started filming Utopia Falls. I think. Oh, he's so, he's such a lovely guy, man. Yeah, like a yeah, legit, lovely, great actor. Great photographer yeah. too. He's taken some great, great photos on his Instagram account. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It was just like a pleasure to work with him and get to know him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't sure, post that. <laughs> he will he will crack in fact if you if you go deep into my i think i on instagram i have a photo i think it's the same band of how they look like today so i've got oh, i've no got way. i've got this photo i went to like a few years ago Minaz and i went to cadillac lounge is that is that a place no yeah in yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the old bandmates was playing there, and then all four of these guys just happened to be there. So I oh, took a cool. photo and found an old <laughs> photo, and said, "When's the reunion happening?" or something like that. That's good. That's funny. But uh, again, Hussein, man, thanks for this, buddy. This is awesome. Thank you very much, bro. This is great. Yeah. It's always nice talking. Enjoy your time in Dubai. Thank you very much. Um, I will. I will let you know when to come back when the when you know all the snow's been shoveled yeah, and melted. Yeah, yeah. Some, sometime in March. <laughs> well, you know, enjoy. It's Canada. Enjoy the go do some snow angels or something out there. <laughs> Fair cool. enough. I'm too old for that stuff now. <laughs> Have a great day, buddy. Take care.